Hello and welcome to Cage Club. Two fans, over a hundred movies, and one cage. This is episode 113, Brentfield, from 2023. I'm Mike Manzi. And I'm Joey Lewandowski. Mike, we just got back from the movie theater. We were invited into my home by me, <laughs> from me to me. And here we are to talk about Renfield, yep. a movie I sort of surprisingly knew almost nothing about because I don't mm. watch trailers. Right. And I knew that Cage was Dracula and I knew mm-hmm. that Nicholas Holt was Renfield. I knew that there was a support group. But like I was saying to you when we left, I did not know that Aquafina was in the movie. I forgot that Ben Schwartz was in the movie. Yeah, Benny Schwaz. And I had known what it was about. I'd seen the trailers and, it, and I was still surprised by the tone of the movie, to be quite honest with you. I told you going in. Yes. I was very worried about this movie. Yeah, very worried. I will tell you that the things I was worried about didn't have to, didn't have to worry about. Oh, good, good, good. Things I did not know about worried me greatly. <laughs> <laughs> I will just say this at the top. I I love what Cage was doing. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. And then we can get into it. <laughs> I think this movie's a mess. It is a mess, man. Like, you can just tell from watching lots of movies, like, the editing in this is crazy. I don't think it's good. It's not the best movie, but I did enjoy it. But I I will agree, like, objectively, not well made, right? I think Cage as Dracula is great. He's That's fucking, what I worried about. He was fucking awesome. Like, touches, touches of Vampire's Kiss, but not fully calling right. back 100% and, and then bringing some new stuff to it. It was really fun. I did not realize how much I wanted, like, a 1931 Cage as Dracula until they give that to us in this movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then they stop, and I'm like, no, 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 no. More of that, please. So what would have been... So I had to stop when we left the theater because... Did you know that was happening? Because that's like no. you've... you've no, that's, I did, that's your jam yeah, on I Monster didn't Pod. see that trailer. I only saw the first trailer, and that wasn't in it. And it starts out as like they're reenacting the original 31 movie. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this is the best. And then end credits, like the, the during the end credits, they do like a kind of 1970s version of the Renfield um like title yes and I was like thinking to myself how amazing if they went Dracula and Renfield the whole movie was like through the years yeah. doing it in different yeah. styles like yeah. the movies and yeah. then you could riff on like Christopher Lee and everyone else that played Dracula that would have been sick instead we get an action comedy with a drug lord subplot, which is also kind of the main story. Like, so the Dracula weird. stuff is almost not an afterthought here, but it is wildly downplayed in a movie that I thought was going to be about Dracula. Yeah. It's more about Aquafina trying to avenge her father, who was killed by a drug cartel in New Orleans. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what? what? Uh, I was waiting for the bear to show up. There was so much cocaine in this movie mm. as well. Uh, I am glad, though, that they it came around and they used it to help defeat Dracula. I, w- I was thinking that it would have been hilarious if adding to the lore was that, like, cocaine kills him. <laughs> you know, like, he doesn't even have to snort it. Well, they it, make but, the like, joke at the end. They're just like, we don't it's, know it's hard to know what beats him, so we use everything. Yeah. And so now, to your point, now you can be like, well, cocaine also can kill him. But that threw me for a loop because I don't feel like that was fleshed out in any commercials that this is like a mafia movie. Like, that was a weird well, way to take it. So what's also weird is that like, so this, this is obviously spoilers for Renfield. So if you have not yet seen Renfield, maybe stop listening or just listen and, you know, know that you'll be spoiled. But he's like, all right, I'm going to take over the world and I'm going to use this low to mid-level drug cartel in New Orleans. <laughs> what also annoyed me, not annoyed me, but like missed opportunity. Right. Obviously, Nicolas Cage in New Orleans storied history. Lo- yeah, lots there. This movie doesn't feel like New Orleans even a little bit. No. The only thing that made it feel like New Orleans is that Aquafina says, meet me at Cafe Du Monde, <laughs> which makes me wonder, and I don't know, do locals go there? Because that's like the place to go when you go to New Orleans. Like they have mm. the chicory coffee and they mm-hmm. have the beignets and like this is the right. place to go. It makes me wonder if it's like we're in New York. Meet me at the Empire State Building. It's <laughs> so like, like like if we lived in New Orleans and I and we we're doing the podcast and for lunch I'm like, you want to go to the yeah. the famous cafe where they, all the tourists go? Like we go there every day. Right. It's like meet me at the Space Needle. Meet me at the first Starbucks. <laughs> then we're gonna go to the Space Needle. It's just right. like okay, yeah, we know you're in New Orleans, but like meet me where Washington crossed the Delaware. Yes. <laughs> it's just so weird that like it's like okay, so there's no Mardi Gras, which I guess is good, but like if, okay. if, if there was, they don't Mardi- even mention Bourbon Street. Mm-mm. Like you think Dracula Cage in 
in New Orleans would at least be like, ah, Bourbon Street yep. or like Zondali. I just brought up Zondali this week. Why did I bring up Zondali? Because it's the greatest oh, movies no one's watching. Because I watched Altered Steets. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so it's not the, it's not his appearance. It's not his first thing on time on screen. But when William Hurt in like the second scene shows up to that party and his soon to be wife sees him for the first time, the door opens and it's just white behind him. It's just like blinding white light. And he's just there. I'm like, oh, and it reminded me of Cage and Zondali where he. It's, it's actually his first appearance on screen oh, yeah. where he's in that framed door and he like whips his head yep. like he's a rocker. Indeed. And I was like, oh, that reminds me of that. Like, it's so weird That's, and cool and that specific. That was the Castor Troy head whip, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's going to be, so we're going to do, after we do this episode, we're going to do an episode of Viva Pod Vegas, our Elvis Presley podcast. And there's going to be a cage connection there. So just oh, I know. stay tuned. At least one. At least one. This will be fun. Tune into that show. To I see don't know. Joey and I, if we picked up different Cage references in, in the new Elvis. No, there, there's one I don't think you're going to know. Okay. I'm My, curious. All right. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Check that out tomorrow or the day after or something. But Renfield. Renfield, though. Yeah. So <sighs> I had an issue. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Holt, who? Weatherman. Weatherman. Back. Welcome back. Um, taller than Cage. Mm-hmm kind of poses an issue in this movie when Dracula is supposed to be so sort of big and overpowering and overbearing and they're standing sort of next like profile and like Dracula is looking up at Nick Holtz or that's how it seems like yeah. I just feel like he should have been like on stilts cage like that's just the one thing about his Dracula or like always like, floating always because his float is great I do think the effects in this movie are like startlingly good startlingly good I had one issue about the effects. Mm-hmm. There's the courtyard scene in the motel. and The big like, fight scene? The big fight scene where he's like throwing the bloody yeah. bodies around, but no blood sticks to any of the walls. That's all CGI blood, yeah. I know, but they could have I know, I know, I know. done something. Well, like, that's the thing. Like this, this movie has the gore of a modern Mortal Kombat movie. Like right. there are even, I think, I don't know if they're still in the game. So a couple games ago, there was like the X-ray where it's like, Yes. You hit them so hard, there's like a quarter of their health, and like you literally see an x-ray of like bones breaking and stuff. And they do that in this movie. Right. When Renfield kills, I guess kills, probably kills, yep. Benny Schwa, they show like him kicking and like the ribs shattering and all the bones like turning to dust and then like blood coming out the face and yep. the ass. Yep. And I'm like, this is Mortal Kombat. Like ripping, people ripping off arms, people using arms as like, like arrows. It's like, this is hyper violent in a way that I know that from like having seen things online without really reading reviews, I know turn people off. Like I didn't mind it. But I'm like, what's the point of, like, why is it so violent other than right. just like, it's funny. I think that's the gag is like, Oh, Renfield is like a dorky loser, but like he eats a bug and now he's suddenly Superman or something, you know? Right. So I think it's like the irony of, of this wimpy guy kicking everybody's ass and then doing it, like he doesn't know his own strength, so he's constantly like punching people's heads off. Is the Renfield having Dracula powers? Because you are yes. unequivocally, Thank unequivocally you. the mm. monster expert between the two of us, because you have the whole podcast about it. Is Renfield having Dracula powers a known thing? Is him eating bugs a known thing, or is that new for this? The bug eating thing definitely happens like okay. it's from what i can remember in the original dracula it's in francis ford coppola's interpretation Wait, I so who plays renfield in that because harker keanu is harker right in in the coppola one yeah it's who the, plays renfield? the musician um tom watts okay tom yeah. waits tom waits okay. sorry okay. tom waits yeah and it's um dwight fry in the original movie okay okay and um Sorry, where was I going? <laughs> no, I was saying, does does, does he have like right. super so, ninja powers? No, and, okay, no, he he uh, he's like locked away in an asylum the whole time, and then Dracula kills him because he okay. inadvertently tells everybody like where Dracula's hiding. Okay, uh, but the bug eating thing is a thing. Uh, maybe in later versions they might have gotten around to Renfield having some kind of powers. I do know though in vampire lore. There's like not a familiar, but they could do like the half and half. Like you're not quite a vampire, you're not quite alive, and like Dracula keeps you alive to do his stuff. Well, like so that's, maybe the, it's that's like the a what familiar. We, that's thing the what we do like, in the shadows, right? That's the Guillermo where it's like you're immortal, but you don't have pa- like you're not a vampire. You don't have vampire not powers, a vampire, but, like you're, but you kick ass. You're cursed to eternity. Yeah. So I think it's so sort of similar. Like it's more of a new thing. 
Yeah. Because what I think is strange, and I want to get back to the the violence in a second, but I, what I think is strange about this world is that people know Dracula exists. Yes. Because they're like, oh, Count Dracula, Prince Dracula. Like they know that exists, but like people are not like, wait, you mean like Dracula, Dracula? Like they they know it's just like, of course he exists. And like we're, we're meeting him now. It's like, why is that the response? See, I also felt like if that's the case, if we're in the new world of universal crossover monsters, whatever we're going to do here, be like, oh, Dracula? You mean like the Wolfman and the creature from the Black Lagoon? Right. Like how they're real? You're yeah. telling me Dracula's real. Like do a line like that yeah. or something to tie it together because people are just way too casual about everything in this movie. Because, yeah, because like it's, it's, I appreciated that like it's not this alternate reality where like people don't know Dracula exists. It's basically like this is this world. Yeah. Dracula actually exists. But if that happens, you'd be like, hold on, what? Wait, what are you? Like, you're saying that guy is like the guy the like, that guy, they've made yeah. movies about or whatever, right? And they're just like, yeah, of course it is. It's like, I, I yeah. What? I also feel like, I mean, again, I say this almost every movie I watch, but like this one for sure, they needed to move the third act into the second act because like the whole concept of him going to the mobsters to sort of raise an army mm -hmm. to start taking over the world, like that's not a bad idea if that's the movie you're going to make. If the movie is like. Dracula's losing his assistant. He needs more assistance because he has a plan to take over now. Um, that would have been good for like a second act turn to Renfield to be like, oh shit, like yeah. I, I'm powerless. Like all this, there's all, there's, there's tons of meats mm -hmm. running around now. Like it, it really would have caused more like urgency and raised the stakes a lot sooner because at the end it just turns into like, um, like it feels like they're racing through it all. You know, Wait, it's like, oh, now Ben Schwaz has powers and now he's dead. Dracula spends the entire movie gaining power healing yeah he hits full power and the movie's like well we got 15 minutes left so go do the thing how weird is that where like at one point aquafina's like i gotta find out what's happening to my sister and save her and i leaned over i'm like you got 30 minutes yeah. like what <laughs> this movie is short which is good i always like a short movie um but yeah it doesn't feel i don't know man it just it's i like that it's short but it's one of those movies where it felt like it was dragging because not enough stuff is like sort of well, it's not, filling it's, it's it up. It's also not the Dracula thing. It's like yeah, it's a it's too. a procedural about cops trying to take down a drug cartel. And then it's also, which I kind of like this side of it is about how Renfield's trying to get out of this abusive relationship. Yeah. Okay, but I don't feel like they don't even really follow nope. that to nope. its full potential either. Like nope. it's it feels like two very different Dracula movies kind of like mm -hmm. grinded mm -hmm. together. So going to the violence, and I wonder if this is the, I wonder, because we saw, I did not know, and you pointed out in the credits that Rob, Robert Kirkman of yes. Walking Dead yeah. fame, both mm -hmm. the comics, the graphic novels, and also the TV show, produced this. Yeah. I know the writer has written a bunch of Rick and Morty, so maybe that's where, like, mm. the over-the-top sensibilities oh, come. the director used to direct- well, he did Lego uh, Batman. But also, um, what is the one- um, Oh, those the, the guys, Robot Chicken. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah so it's like a, a live action cartoon. It is like a live action Robot Chicken. Like it a is. lot of it is. Yeah. Wow. But I don't know. I think I think the tone was just off in a way because you can be you can be you can have an action comedy, okay? But this also wanted to be really fucking cool, right? Like cool looking dudes and cool cars and cool yeah. this. And I think it was a little like over the top with the aesthetic, you know, like Dracula, I feel is the only thing that should have stood out as unusual in this world. But instead we got like all the tats on, on Benny Schwaz. We right. got, we got Renfield with his weird color palette and his skin. Um, like Capuafina was like the only, Capuafina is pretty good. It was like the only real feeling thing in the movie. And I really enjoyed her performance too. Well, like it's also like her whole thing is like she's the only clean cop on this force of crooked cops, and it's like, yeah, there's no twist there. It's just like, yeah, they're all under the Lobos. I know. Also, and that's it's weird the that thing. like Ben Schwartz, like they're the Lobos, which is Spanish for wolf, and on the side of his car is a lion. No, I think that was a wolf. Oh, it was a wolf. I think okay. it was a okay. wolf. Yeah, but it took me a couple scenes to be like, what is that on the side, and why yeah. is that their logo? I, li I like him. Uh, I love him on Comedy Bang Bang. I don't know that he works well. Well, here. he's doing the Parks and Rec guy. Basically, he's doing Jean Ralphio. He kind of where he's like, I got to call my mom and like, hey, yeah. and like really loud and sort of that obnoxiousness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the difference is like the rest of that show isn't obnoxious. He's like the obnoxious. Uh, yeah, everything here, everything's but, like ramped up. Right. This all feels like yelling. But I feel like maybe that's the 
is that the point? Because it's like, it feels like the, the point well, of Dracula is always that like, there's this gravitas, right? Like he's like this yeah. eternal being who like went, like he enters the room and there's a chill in the room, right? Like there's yeah. just like, he sucks the life out of everything. Like people are terrified of him. And like when he reaches full power in the support group, when he's invited in, it's just like, oh, this is something. And then it's just like, well, robot chicken. Now we're going to slash everybody up. It's just like, okay. And like, yeah. it's, it feels like the movie undercuts itself by having Cage, again, emphasizing great in this yes even though i was worried i was i was wrong to be worried about him he's not the problem here he does something like the way that he's performing the way that it's written and whatever like it's so effective and then it's like all right now we're gonna go back to the slapstick comedy that you all want it's like well i don't really See, want that yeah i feel like dan and i have been talking about this with those abbott and costello universal movies where they're so none of them are really alike they're trying to do different types of comedy and like all of those and the thing that worked the best for me was when they met Mr. Hyde, Dr. Dracula, Mr. Hyde, because it's basically just a universal horror movie, like a straight movie, and yeah. they happen to be in it. And mm -hmm. they're really not leaning into their act at all, right? So, like, I feel like if they just trusted in what Cage was doing and had that be the fantastical element, mm -hmm. you could still have the mafia and all that stuff, but don't make it like a neon-soaked right. noir mafia film also. Like, it just feels like... Like styles are clashing, aesthetics are clashing, and like Dracula should be the main focus, even if the movie's called Renfield. Like we gotta spend either more time with him or more time like afraid of him. Well, yeah, because like I, I, I would obviously for the per I th also think that like minimizing Cage probably makes his stuff on screen even better because it's not like we're he's not overstaying his welcome because he's not able yeah. to. And I. I would obviously love more of him, but I also by the end of the movie wanted more Renfield because it's like the movie's called Renfield and like there are long stretches where it's just like Aquafina investing clues or investigating like clues and stuff. It's just like right. where, where are we going with this? Yeah. And I, and I was trying to think like as and this is not a, this is you know a sign that I was not super invested in the movie. I'm like how would I fix this? And I don't know because I think it's hard to just do like the Renfield idea that they have in the movie. I think is very good, but I don't know that it's enough to flesh out an entire ninety minutes. I think they need to combine it with something. Yeah. I wouldn't combine it with this, but I don't know what I would combine it with or what I would do. Cause I also think like, yeah. if they want to have the story of him trying to fight back, but still like feeling he has to somewhat serve cage and whatever. And then you could have this sort of slapsticky stuff. And then when Dracula hits full power, it's no longer a comedy. That's and it's good, like, and, and it's, it's grounded and it's just like, it's menacing. Right. And they don't do that. No, that would have been a nice sort of tonal shift instead of, trying to do every tone or, or like it felt like they're trying to cover their bases well they're trying to do like ways. a four quadrant movie it's like well we also yeah. need a relationship story it's like no we don't no, we definitely don't that's why i think like i would have loved it if it was a road movie through the century that's the best going idea from yeah. mm -hmm. country to country eventually ending up in america in new orleans and renfield being fucking done mm -hmm. with drag being mm -hmm. like and and the movie and like as you go, he, can, he keeps getting more and more tired. And then when we yeah. pick up the story in earnest, it's just like no more. And you could do a whole thing. Like I would have loved it, it, like that version of the movie. You could even have a plot thread where it's like, oh, the, wherever they end up next, Renfield meets a woman and or a guy and they start like a thing. And then Dracula swoops in, mm -hmm. fucks that up, mm -hmm. maybe eats the dude. And then they have to move on again. And it's like, how many times? Because there's, there's no cage Aquafina threat at all, right? Right. Yeah. And at the very end, he's like, join me. He's yeah. not like, I'm going to eat you. He's like, we'll be, he's like, you'll be my new Renfield. You're better than Renfield. You're like right. Renfield without like all the problems. <laughs> I don't know, man. It was, it was, I was worried that it was going to be like, cause you know, I, I, I said to you when we recorded our last thing, mm -hmm. the Keanu thing and the Elvis. Okay. That I was like, it feels, and I, I wish I didn't feel this way. But it feels sort of like what you the, the metaphor you made, the analogy you made is like when a band sells out. It's just like, no, I, I love the back in the old days. Right. And I don't begrudge Cage's his success because how could I? That's insane. Yeah, yeah. And I like that he's like back now, quote unquote back. But it's also like he's never really went away. And now people are just like, oh, my God, he's so good. It's like, yeah, but there's so much that you haven't seen. Yeah. But it's like, no, I saw the Pedro Pascal movie and I saw Renfield. It's like, well. And I saw Pig. You're like, what more do I need to right. see? Like, his last three movies. <sighs> but it's like the culmination of everything in between that is sort of like, it's that journey and that ride that made, for for me at least, and I, I don't want to speak for you, but you were there with me, you know, going through all those mm -hmm. movies. And I feel like now that we're here, it's a little sweeter because like, you know, color out of space and like. Right things like that and you're just it's kind of like mm, this is this just feels like cagey 
this didn't, you know, this didn't really feel like that so much to me. It just felt like a movie that was going to be out of control in the first place. And funny enough, Nick Cage feels like the most in control of yeah. what's going on yeah. in this whole thing. And that's why, like, I keep saying, like, I was worried that he was going to be like, okay, taking a step back. You and I talk, and me and Joe especially talk like on the Zac Efron podcast about how like all these actors that we cover, for one reason or another, in one way or another, get typecast into a certain thing. Yeah. And I know that's part of the way things work. It's like, well, we need a Tom Hanks type. Let's just get Tom Hanks. We need a Zac Efron type. Let's get Zac Efron. And it's more frustrating on the Joe stuff because Zac Efron movies on average are not as good as, say, Tom Cruise movies or Tom Hanks movies or Cage movies or whatever. And so we're like, we really want to see him break free of the thing he's been pigeonholed in. We don't want like doofy frat bro with the ripped bod. We right. want him to be like, try literally anything else. And even if it fails, like you can, you can show Hollywood that you're more, and I know that's not really necessarily up to him. Right. It's the things that he's getting, you know, offered or whatever that are in his sphere. So bringing that back to cage, what we've seen, I think the last handful of movies going back to like mom and dad and stuff. It's just like they're, oh, they they yeah. want cage to go full cage. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And it's like, that's what people want, but that's not what we want. Cause that's, I think what we were trying to, what the point of this podcast was not that, not that we're saying that like we were right and everybody else is wrong, but like you're, you're a great actor. Don't just go nuts because people want you to go nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, <sighs> there is a, Middle ground somewhere, right? Well, I think the, the middle ground is this movie because I think it's like that's okay. Because that, I think he is like I can go crazy and I will at certain points, but like for the most part, like this is a role that I've always wanted to play. Yes, I'm going to give it the respect it deserves. Right, and he does. Yeah, and then the rest of the movie is like cool. All right, now we're going to like basically do shoot him up and like kickstart my heart as we like whatever. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> I hear what you're saying. It kind of like disrespects what he's doing a little bit by like. I don't, I don't want to say downplaying it per se, but like trying to match it with the rest of the movie. And that's what yeah. I was saying is like, let Cage be the one crazy thing. And don't, you know, we don't need like a cast of rogues or heroes. And like, I don't, you know, I was expecting someone to show up with like a, a costume on at one point in this movie, you know, and be like, I, I am Van Helsing, like right. vampire hunter with the big V on his yeah. chest and a cape and all that kind of shit. Like, I feel like the movie went a little too out of control with its universe and stuff. And like the cage, I don't know, the cage performance was like, it was, it felt so subtle and nuanced and all this. It was like, that for me is enough. He's funny. Like I'm getting all the comedy I need mm -hmm, out of mm -hmm, him mm -hmm. and his relationship and him being in the 21st century and all that. It's like, I don't need, I mean, I love, I love Ben Schwartz, but I, I don't need him to be funny in this movie. You know, Aquafina's not funny in this movie. She's not playing. I don't a know why. Character. She's very serious. I don't. I don't think you need the cartel stuff at all. I think no, she yeah. can be investigating his murders. Yeah, that's it, and that's it. And it's like Renfield falls in love with her. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And oh, there, I feel like there's even like an old Italian movie about some guy who falls in love with like the cop investigating his murders or some shit. Like that would have been a great movie. Yeah, because you were like, you leaned over, you're like, has there ever been like a global, because like right? her, her sister's like FBI and like she ties into Interpol. She's like, you're just saying words now. <laughs> but like they run this DNA and it's like this DNA has been linked to crime scenes spanning decades and the globe. And it's like, yeah, because he's been eating people around the world since, you know, for 100 years or whatever. And you were like, is there ever been like a global serial killer? Because like that's an interesting movie. I'm like, no, there's not. And I feel like this could have kind of been that. Yeah. And yeah. like there's the opportunity there for comedy and for camp and for over the top stuff and whatever. Cause you can also have vampire cage, Dracula, full Dracula cage going and killing people. And like Renfield trying to stop him or whatever and torn between two worlds instead of like, well, there's a drug cartel and it's just why, what? Yeah. And you're Dracula dude. It's like, you can turn anybody into your army of willing servants. Mm -hmm. You don't, I get that. Like, Ben Schwartz is like selling him on the fact that like we're all evil already, so it'll be easier for you. But it's like just go break it to a prison. I still think it's like so it's so low stakes that it's just like we deal with like cocaine in New Orleans. It's like this is the, these Big are the, deal. These not are the even, people not even trafficking humans. Yeah, like, these are the people on. that you're going to take over the world with. Like this woman who's like in her sixties and Ben Schwartz. Like they're your no Joey army. We're, we're in the tw I said this about our John Wick episode last time where I was like you know. 
there needed to be a scene where the president's like, we've got a situation right. and it's John Wick. This, if you're bringing Dracula into the 21st century, at the end of the movie, I need the fucking president to be like, Dracula is alive, is yeah. in New Orleans, send the Secret Service or send the army, send the Marines. Like, give me, give me a break, please. Mm. Give me a break. It's like, Mr. President, we've got a problem. What is it? Dracula. And then cut to Cage being like, ain't I delicious? Or something like yeah. that. <laughs> Man, I don't know. So I want to talk a little bit more about Cage. So like yeah, Cage. Me too. So this is, you know, these are this is like three of your things coming together, right? Because it's, it's Uncle Francis with Dracula, it's yes. Universal Monsters, yes. and it's Cage. Right. Apparently, according to the internet, the three roles that he's always wanted to play is Superman, which he did in Teen Titans Go. And he almost really played. And he real. almost really played Superman. Uh, Dracula. You and mean, then yeah. Captain Nemo, he wants to play. Oh, I could see that, but mm, that would be a little appropriation because Nemo, I believe, is Middle Eastern in the books, or maybe even mm. from India, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, but he, do it, whatever. Keanu I mean, played Siddhartha. I know that was no, a long I know, time no, ago. No, but, but also yes. like Charles didn't Charles Mason play? Uh, you know, the guy from Lolita. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lolita, he played Captain Nemo. So it's like, oh, Captain Nemo. Yeah, oh, don't do that. I don't Lolita. Know. But this but, is okay. Oh wait, no, he also wants to play Don Quixote. Remember that? He was a Cage? Didn't he 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 had a big thing? I remember during like Maybe. the Sorcerer's Apprentice zone, oh, he was always carrying around Don Quixote and talking about that's like he bases his works on Don Quixote. Sure, man. <laughs> this is also, you know, I was talking to Chris Podcast yesterday or, or two Dr. days Chris ago. Podcast. Dr. Chris Podcast, because he's like, Have you seen the movie yet? I'm like, no. And he was like, uh, he was also worried about it for similar, maybe similar reasons as me. And we were talking about how, like, it feels weird that, like, this is a thing. Like, he's always wanted to play Dracula, but, like, he did the vampire thing in Vampire's Kiss. Like, he's already done Vampire. And I know that, like, that movie is a, a laugh line and a punchline punch and a joke and whatever. And, like, we love it sincerely. I mean, it's over the top and it's crazy. And, like, it's fantastic, though. But it's just, like, you've already kind of done this. And apparently he's also, like, almost been Dracula a couple other times. Hmm. He, like, produced and, according to Nicholas Holt, like, edited Shadow of the Vampire. Like, Cage really? edited that. Apparently. I don't know. I know, he, I know Saturn Films was a producer of that movie. So, but. like, I know that, like, this is something where it's, like, this is so important to him. And I wonder what he thinks of it. Because I know that he liked uh -huh. the comedy in the script, but I'm like, is this the Dracula? Because, like, he is Dracula here is great. Yeah. But is this the Dracula, like, when people are like, oh, right. Because, again, okay. Yeah. Remember, again, another podcast, when we did for Hanks, the Elvis movie was almost at one point maybe called How could Colonel I Tom. Forget, my boy, it was almost named after me. It was almost called The Snowman. And so it's like, <laughs> not that Austin Butler has maybe who knows. Even though that was Vanessa Hudgens, like you should play Elvis. And he's like, you know what? Yeah. Um, that's actually how it went, kind of, which is amazing. But it's not like he grew up like I always want to play Elvis. Then he's in an Elvis movie called Colonel Tom. It's like, well. So here, like, Cage has wanted yeah. to play Dracula since, you know, I can see him, like, growing up and, like, reading the Bram Stoker novel and whatever and being like, I want to do this one day. And then to be in a movie called Renfield. Yes. That is, like, a 20, I think the biggest issue, and I feel like I'm, I'm becoming a grump with modern movies, is that all these movies sort of feel samey. And, like, the things that go to theaters, they're like, we need to hit four quads. We need to be, like, over the top. We need to be, like, crazy action just to make everybody happy because nobody has attention yeah. spans anymore. It needs to be funny and, like. It just all kind of feels like, what are we doing? And I, I wonder if this is the movie that he's happy with. Because I think I feel, yeah. he has every reason to be happy with his performance. But is right. this the Dracula yes. that he wants it to be? Good question. And, you know, I love the look he came up with. It reminds me of a lost film, London After Midnight, The Vampire in That, which was okay. Lon Chaney Sr. with the shark teeth and the top hat. He's sort of channeling that. I loved to see that. You know, that's a great question because his performance could really go either way. You know, you could either be like, you could either put that performance in an extremely scary movie or this movie. You know what I mean? It's like, it fits both worlds. So while you're making it, while he's doing that, like, it's probably, I don't, you know, it would probably be hard to judge, like, how is this going to come out? Like, how is yeah. the rest of the movie going to going right. to be playing around me i think again like the makeup in this fucking amazing like when his face is falling off the that the whole conversation with renfield and he's trying to like come back to full power and stuff he's acting through the makeup great everything great i would hope that he's happy with the movie but yeah it is kind of like a bummer that he's playing dracula and the movie isn't dracula because, like, Cage is not a producer on this, notably. Mm -hmm. There's, like, seven or eight producers, because every movie has seven or eight producers now, and, like, he's not one of them. 
it just makes me wonder because like mm-hmm. going back to Keanu, and I know that we, you know, we talked a lot about John Wick chapter four, and apparently I have the wrong opinion about that. Just we will leave it at that. <laughs> um, but the thing that we've said on all these podcasts on Kate, especially Cage and Keanu and Hanks and Cruz, all these dudes either in their sixties or approaching their sixties. It's like, will they give up the ego to take more interesting roles in better movies or like largely all four of them have done. Will they be a less in a lesser movie to still be name above the title? Right. Right. And when we see Keanu in like the bad batch or the neon demon, you love the bad batch more than I do, but like we both love the neon we are demon. Oh, the bad batch. It's like, these are interesting things where he's taking a chance and it's yeah. paying off. And I feel like that's the same thing kind of here where like there's the IMDb trivia and I don't know if it's real or not. It might be real where this is his first supporting role since kick ass. And I feel like our issue and issue, not the only issue, but like one of the few issues we have with cage is like, he's so willing and you can't fault him for it. Like he wants to just, he loves acting. He wants to do things. He wants to be in every movie. Like he'll just be like, you know, the way that it works is that you pay him whatever he asks and you like the movie gets mm-hmm. made because he's in it. But I wish that he did more like this. Oh, yeah. no, no, Snowden. Snowden. Yeah, yeah oh. I was just about to say Snowden. Like, that's the thing where just like the sort of sometimes less is more. Yes. And Snowden is by no stretch of the imagination a Nicolas Cage movie. But it's like he's really good he's because got, he doesn't have to carry the movie yeah. on his shoulders. He's got two great scenes in that movie yes. that he fucking acts. And I love this idea. Like, even though I didn't love Renfield, I love the idea that Cage is willing to, like, help other people shine. He's always been that guy. Right. Like, he, you know, we when we were going through that, like um, inconceivable and things like that. And he had all these female co-stars and he was like, you know, uh, no, but it was a thing because it became. I'm smiling because I love inconceivable. I know, but it was like a a row of movies where it was like Cage and two women fighting over him or something like that. You know, and he kept saying, like, I try not to get in the way of this as much as possible and encourage them to do everything and tell people, like, it's not all about me. Like, you know, give other actors and actresses like the spotlight and more opportunity is that so like he's a very giving performer mm-hmm. like i've heard that about him too and i i think that's a good point it's pretty wonderful that he's like oh i'll play dracula oh it's not a dracula movie so what i still get to play dracula right. and i get to do it my way yeah. finally yes. and like that's kind of fun to think about that like he'll play ball any way he can it's like he just wants to be on the team team dracula yes so I'm looking at his IMDb is five upcoming films. Whoa, really? The next four are he's the star. He's the star in all five of these. Like he's the first on IMDb. I think he's in. Is he a megalopolis? We'll have to find he's out. He's not listed. He should be, though. He I hope be. he is. As he's like apologizing, like, I know you want to fire me as Charlie Bodell. I'm like, guess who got married. I'm going to show up. I'm not going to do a voice. He shows up. He does a voice just like, God damn it. Um, nephew so the next four movies he's the star of a movie with a director i've never heard of it just like so that just seems like the same kind of thing but then the fifth one wait when did these movies real quick can you okay and who is this wait he's in four movies with the same director no 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 oh, no no directors, Different directors that i don't know so okay, he's in a movie okay. called sympathy for the devil oh, after but... being forced to drive a mysterious this is a movie i feel like has been there's also running with the devil which is the fishburn movie what is the oh, that's right what is the rolling stones song <laughs> sympathy for the devil okay yeah okay after being forced to drive a mysterious passenger at gunpoint a man finds himself in a high stakes game of cat and mouse where it becomes clear that not everything as is as it seems oh, it's that jamie it's uh, collateral it's collateral nicholas cage and joel kinnaman oh i like joel kinnaman directed by yuval adler never heard of him exactly but there's the retirement plan yeah. Where oh, at, that's Ashley Green and the her Lindsay young, Gibb. They shot at Lindsay Gibbs uh, University. Yes, okay. and her young daughter get caught up in a criminal enterprise. It's him, Ron Perlman, and Ashley Green in a movie written and directed by Tim Brown. Ooh, Ron Perlman. Yeah, and Tim Brown. I don't know these movies. Okay, that's number two. Number three, dream scenario, plot kept under wraps. Him and Michael Sarah. <laughs> Just the Japanese movie. That's never. Oh no, we already watched that one. That was. Yeah, the one where he's got his testicles in in explosives. Never mind. (laughs) Um, This is directed by Christopher Borgley, who's from Norway. Oh, hey. He just did. Oh, I haven't seen this yet, but he came out. The movie came out last year and I think officially released this year called Sick of Myself, which is apparently very, very good. So this that could be interesting. All right. No, we don't know anything about it. All right. Arcadian, a survival action thriller about a father. There's three inappropriately capitalized words there. So this is already worrying me. Survival action and thriller. Survival thriller and father. (laughs) <laughs> and his twin sons trying to survive ferocious creatures, both twin, twin sons that attacks their remote farmhouse. No period at the end. This Wait, is Nicholas Cage and people I don't know. Is it the future? I don't know. Directed by Benjamin Brewer, 
who is known for everything everywhere. What did? Oh, he did visual effects. Okay, so this guy oh, okay. is. Oh, he directed the trust. Oh, the, the one hit. with Elijah Wood. Yes. The so, Vegas okay. crime one. That was an okay movie. That was okay. It was because how to get, it was not, 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 not no, how they, to get. They, they both get shot and killed at the end, but like it's the heist. Yeah, I like that. No, I, I remember I, I was trying, oh, there's right. a line that he's like, remember he's like slamming his fist oh, against right, right. the wall. And, and there's like, a cameo in there against, too. Who's the fucking old guy in that movie? Anyway, but the fifth one, the one that I'm most interested in because I forgot, but it's Long Legs, Long written and directed by Oz Perkins, the son of Anthony Perkins. But he did like the Black Goat's Daughter, did oh, the pretty thing that lives yeah, in the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. Of note, though, it's him, Micah Monroe, whom I love, Alicia Witt, who I really like, FBI agent Lee Harker is assigned to an unsolved serial killer case that takes unexpected turns, revealing evidence of the occult. Ooh, true detective. Cage and Micah Monroe and a true detective, like. Oh, no, Lee Harker is Micah Monroe. She's the FBI agent. Maybe Cage is like the criminal. Oh, that could be, be cool. good. I see him being the, But it's uh, like the same kind of thing where like, I know that one is the trust, mm. but it's like, I think the trust was also maybe directed by two people. I remember there being two people or maybe they were the producers. I don't know. But it's like, okay, so we've got five things coming out. The Osperkins thing, he's kind of a known quantity. He's kind of an indie thing. I, okay. I've seen all of his movies. I like each of them less than the previous. That's neither here nor there. But we see Cage, supporting actor, big movie, doing great work. Yeah. And then all that we see in the runway is lead of movies made by people we've never <laughs> heard of. It's like we've done this for the last 15 I years. Know. And some I, of those are good. But, some but, of those are good. But but who's the guy who directed this? He's practically, no, he directed Lego Batman. Great and, great and funny. He did the retirement plan, that Chris Pratt Amazon Prime movie with Sam Richardson that came out no, no, not no, the retirement that, plan. The Tomorrow War. Oh, okay. I the saw retirement that. plan was something that oh, one of the guys I just saw. The Tomorrow I, War. I thought that was cool premise. I mean, it's not. It's it's more of a Twilight Zone than a full movie. Well, this movie. guy, this guy is like a serviceable mid-level action director right. on the rise. So my point is, no one yet. You know, like who is this guy? He could be any of the next five guys directing a Nick Cage film. In my yeah, mind. yeah, and I guess also like the same thing. Like, and no offense to them because I know that like they all did really they did good work and I, I really like nicholas holt as an actor but you look at the thing it's like well it's cage and nicholas holt and ben schwartz it's like okay you know what i mean like a, no knock to them because right. like who, who am i to knock them but it's just like you're not like holy shit it's him and pacino and de niro it's just like no mm. these are just like you know working but, actors but right? this is the next generation you know like know. aquafina and so forth like that um by the way like nora that's her real name right nora nora from queens aquafina is nora from queens mm -hmm. yeah so I just love, I think she's so great in every, like, she's so natural on screen. I love her in Shang-Chi. I love that show, Nora from Queens. I think she's hilarious without really trying to be funny, you mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm. Like, she's just got really good delivery. And, I, and like, I completely bought her as a police officer in this movie. Like, she's, you know, shut the fuck up, Kyle. Like, that kind of stuff went a long way. Oh, that was another thing. When you when you stepped out to go to the bathroom, there was another shut good the fuck sort up, of, Kyle. yeah. All right, there's, like, four in the where, movie. Where the, uh, the... The cops, captain or whatever, the precinct oh, yeah. or whatever, uh -huh. um, promotes her, offers her Kyle's possession. He's just, and Kyle's just like, all right, congratulations. Like he just, you know, beaten down or whatever. Kyle's pretty good. <laughs> that wasn't time. Do you have any other thoughts about? I had one. I have a couple of thoughts. I mean, they're all about how great Cage's stuff was okay. with like his arm on his back and all of his mannerisms and everything. Like Cage is definitely awesome. And I'm going to watch this movie again to watch Cage. But there was a moment in this movie where I was like, why? I watch too many things. So, and I mentioned this movie last time we got together too, but but there is a moment in, you know, remember the movie Men? Do you remember how that yeah. movie starts? No spoilers for Men. Basically, this woman is going through grief because mm -hmm. her, she wants to break up with her boyfriend yeah. and he jumps off of a roof and kills himself. Okay. On the way down, they like make eye contact. Do you remember that in the movie Men? Yes, and like yes, she keeps yes. flashing back. He's he's killing him. So he jumps out the room. They make eye contact. Oh, so when you're saying when Renfield saves Aquafina and waves yes, to her? Yes. Yes. I was also thinking, like, I didn't think that in this movie, but I thought in reality, this is gonna take place in like half a second. And she's <laughs> right. gonna see him, recognize him, and then wave to him. Like, I just watched again last week because it's one of my favorite movies, and I watch it for no reason every Easter, but I rewatched Out of Sight. Oh, great movie. And that perfect has, movie. Perfect movie. That has one of the funniest awkward waves where, like, they see each other and she, like, puts the walkie-talkie up. She's like, shit. 
and then, and he then waves. kind of like half yeah. waves and then full waves it. And then it's just like, that's how it goes. It's just like, right. I don't know. I'm seeing a person that I don't expect to see there. She is, she doesn't expect to see him jump from above to impale, jump through a guy who's about to attack her. She doesn't have the foresight to be like, oh, hey, guy that I like. It's yeah. Like, no. <laughs> so, yeah. It's more of an example of how mashed up my brain is right now. I think, no, I think it's movie references. You know, <laughs> I did not have that reference, but you know, I loved, um, I loved, I love the actress who plays uh, Ben Schwartz's mom because she, well, she, I What's like she from, I know her from that sci-fi show. Oh, I fucking love that show. And now I can't remember the name of it. It was on sci-fi. Then it was on Amazon. The Expanse? Expanse. Yeah. She's awesome on the, she plays like earth's show. Rat. Agdashlu. And I think she's going to be in the Daredevil uh, series, too. She's an Iranian actress. She's best known for House of Sand and Fog, 24, The Expanse, and Star Trek Beyond. Okay, I know her from Expanse. She's going to be in, what'd you say, Damsel? What'd you say? She's going to be in what? I thought she was going to be in The Punisher. She's Not Punisher, uh, Daredevil. She's in The Penguin. Penguin. That's it. I knew I saw her in something. Yeah, she is going to play. There's no, yeah, the, the, the Colin Farrell, Oswald Cobblepot thing. But yeah, she's in Renfield. She does a lot of voice work. She's in five episodes of The Flight Attendant. She's in 62 episodes of The Expanse. Yeah, she's great in that. She's a voice. It seems like she's mostly, not mostly, but like half a voice actress, which is oh, kind of cool. That's all I knew her from was Expanse. I was like, like introduced to her through that show. I feel like, and this is not a knock against her, I feel like when she is to a certain, I mean, Dracula is the big bad here. But like when she's like the leader of the big bad crime organization, she's just like, Right? Like she's not playing it too cool yeah. and she's not like menacing. She's just kind of like in the middle. It's just like give her a direction. Yeah. And she just kind of gets shoved out of the way at the end and put into a cop car. Uh, right. It's weird that she survived the movie, actually. <laughs> I think about it. Well, like what I, what I, so Ben Schwartz survives two scenes where everyone is killed. And I'm like, we don't see him running away. I thought he died. I'm like, it'd be weird to kill him unceremoniously without us seeing his death. But I'm like, there's no way he survives like the, the scene at the restaurant or the scene at Cage, like when Cage is, you know, the high yeah. of the hospital. And we, we realize later that like Cage saves him and he talks his way out of it or whatever. But I'm just like, we gotta see him running away. Well, that's why I feel like the edit job here was sort of hacked up yeah. because we get the same stuff with Aquafina's sister. Like she just rolled into a scene dead. Mm-hmm. And clearly that scene was shot and cut because it, you know, it feels like the scene was just like, wait, what? Like a minute ago, they were just on the phone. Also, so here's a question for you as the monster expert here in the room. Mm-hmm. There's no like expiration date on how long it takes to you can use Dracula's blood to bring people back. I guess not. Because like she's dead. Yes. Or like dying. And and the group members and the had group like members like arms, days earlier. Arms ripped off. Like at the end, I thought the joke was going to be. They're in another support group of all people who look the same, and they're different people. It's like, oh. no, you use Dracula, but to bring us back. I'm like, dude, you guys, you guys are torn apart yeah. days ago. I thought the joke was going to be that they were all in his head, and now mm. he's carrying around the support group with him. And Aquafina's going to be like, what was that? And he was going to turn around and like be the only one in the room with her. And they were all just like in his brain. No, it's just something. like, hey, like we can't let these innocent people die. So as far as I know... That is also like not a thing yet, and from what we watched for the Universal movies, mm-hmm. that uh, they've never sort of poured Dracula's blood on a dead guy to bring him back to life. Well, so what? What's the That's process like, for turning someone into a vampire? You drink their blood, and they drink your blood, and like, or they just have to drink your blood. You and you, in this in this situation, what so I'm saying, has, you you're a vampire. It has you have to. It has to do from what I understand with a with a two way thing. So like, Dracula can like bite someone on the neck. And they won't turn into a vampire and he can just eat them and drain mm-hmm, their blood. Mm-hmm. But if they drink from his right. blood and I think it's like at the same time right. or something, then there's some kind of metamorphosis gotcha. okay. Okay. in the chain reaction. Yeah. Okay. But I don't understand this whole familiar stuff. Like well, the only thing, the only, like the first time I really heard about that was in what we do in the shadows. Like yeah. that's, that's what I'm sure it's been like, around. I'm, but that's, like, Yeah. I was aware of the concept, but the idea of them having these incredible powers without being sort of ghouls or anything like because i remember the movie blade yes the amazing movie blade with wesley snipes mia goth in the new blade oh that's gonna fucking that better be good so there's a character in that where like blade is like helping her the whole movie and she's bitten and they're staving off like her vampirism but they find this other character who's like half eaten and he's in like the vampire pit and he's like a ghoul and he's like sometimes it doesn't 
take right and you become in between. Mm -hmm. And that is what Renfield kind of feels like. Some guy who like got bitten, but it didn't work. So he decided to like keep him around. Right. Which is still okay. That's still fine. I just wish there was some more clarity with some of it. I don't know. I think it's just like, I think what's, again, this is another movie like John Wick. I mean, I I know that we like John, I think we both like John Wick. I know you like John Wick more than you like this, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But like, it's another one where I feel like I'm being critical of it because I think there's a good movie here that didn't actually happen. Yeah. There's good, there's great, there's great parts, Cage specifically. I think Nicholas Holt is pretty good. Mm -hmm. I think Aquafina can be good at certain different times. We love Ben Schwartz, but just like, the way it all comes together, like the, the sum is not greater, like the whole yeah. is not greater than some of its parts. It's just. Yeah. I, I just like you have Cage's Dracula trust in that. That's all you need. You don't need the mafia showing up or, or drug kingpins or like world domination. You don't really have to get that big. I mean, I understand, you know, the Invisible Man when that came out, completely different tone. Well, that's the thing. I was also thinking about that because when you Earl, I mean, earlier, not while watching the movie, well, maybe while watching the movie, maybe my mind strayed, but you said something about like. The tone or whatever and i'm like not that we want another cinematic universe like we don't need the dark universe we don't need whatever but like the invisible man was one of my favorite movies that year it's so good i think elizabeth moss is the best actor alive today or one of the best you know she's incredible maybe, i think she might amazing. be tony colette <laughs> i just watched another good yeah. choice hereditary <laughs> Yeah, tons of stuff though. What'd you just watch? You said you just watched. I watched a YouTube video of her oh. talking about her career, and no, well, she was great in this YouTube video. <laughs> no, but I'm talking about her whole career. Sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I love fair. her. That's fair. Um, I don't want a Kevin Feige where it's like we need to, or like you know a James mm-hmm, Gunn where it's like mm-hmm. we need everything to be the same. Yeah. But if you're like, okay, so this movie is gonna be, I think, pretty successful. The Mummy was not, but it's just like. You have three wildly different things here. You have yes. the Invisible Man, which is like a really well-made thriller. Yeah. You have the Mummy, which kind of feels like a '90s action blockbuster, trying to be that, right? Or a Tom Cruise, imagine yeah. a modern Tom Cruise movie. And then you have this, which is like a modern action comedy, over-the-top violence. It's like, I guess it's like just the Batman thing. It's just like you can do any any Batman. Just like do a Batman in whatever style you want to do a Batman. It's just like oh, okay. Well, so here's another. So we saw. I don't know what I want though. Like I don't want. I don't want it to be all homogenized, but also like it feels weird as it is, and I don't have an answer. I think I want. I want it all right because like, Mike, you should have it all. I love Cage in this. Don't get me wrong, but there was a trailer for another Dracula movie. Yeah. When we went to watch this movie, The Demeter. And that looks fucking awesome. Whatever oh, the exact title is, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Last Voyage of the the, the, the Demeter, de- yeah. I think. Yeah, and and that is literally just the voyage of Dracula going from the old world to the new world and, like, what happens on that ship. And we do, all know do, the story. Do you think that whole movie's going to be on that boat? It is, yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's, That's cool. the whole movie. And, like, I don't know, man. There's room for both. You know, they're wildly different interpretations of the exact same thing, and they couldn't be less alike. And I, I love them both, you know? So... Yeah. I, I am I dis I'm a little I will admit I'm a little disappointed it got so goofy. Mm-hmm. Right? Cause I because I feel like there was enough going on. I do already. wonder we the theater we were in was not specially crowded. And I wonder if if we were in a packed house, I'm sure it would play better where like like a lot of people would be laughing at a lot of things, but I'm just like like you left a couple things, I left a couple things, like different things. Like and <laughs> other people around us like that I could hear like reacted to some other things. I'm just like it feels like no one's laughing at the same stuff. Like everyone right. finds their own thing kind of funny, which is like, I guess good. But it's also like, that's not, that's unusual. Usually we're on the same page yeah. with a lot of stuff, but you're right. Like I was like, what? why is he laughing? <laughs> I'm sure for a minute you were wondering the same thing about me. I don't know. Yeah. Any other thoughts about Renfield's? We're probably never, well, we, I, I'm never going to say never, but Justin Bieber said, never say never do another one. Like, Renfield too, when when Cage Cage's Dracula again, you know, on his revenge. Well, because yeah, it leaves it open to the sequel. Just like we buried him in, in cement ice cubes, but he'll be back. It's almost like, but did we? You right. know, like we killed him. I think it's like very Ant Man Quantum Mania. Like we killed him, right? Yeah. Which you made the mistake of rewatching. Yes, I did. Don't rewatch. Don't watch that the first time. Um, yeah. You know, it's cool. Like. Another vampire movie I liked a lot, uh, and actually I was getting vibes of this uh, interview with a vampire. He he reminded mm. me Cage a bit of what Tom Cruise was doing sure. with sort of the flamboyance yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. So uh, I think that that is a good parallel. Like Louis is his Renfield in a lot of ways. There's like a very similar kind of relationship going on with those two. So I was thinking about that a lot of times in the back of my head and yeah. going like, but ultimately just being like Cage fucking ruled as Dracula. Yeah. 
we'll be back at some point because there's, you know, five movies in the next year, oh, year man. and a half, whatever. Uh, you know, well, uh, let me ask you this. If he makes a cameo in The Flash, are we going to do an episode as Superman? Yeah. Yeah. Um, We'd have to at least do like something, right? Well, okay. So, so we have a long list of people who could be, we could have Cage and Flash, I guess, in theory. We could, there's always been the Tom Cruise's Iron Man thing. Oh, right. We've got Charlize in the MCU now. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Right? Like, there's all these people that we've covered that, like, I mean, Charlize is like, officially, they, like, they're going to, she's going to be, you yeah, know, Dr. Female lead wife whatever. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, we could have a lot of the people crossing over into other things. Shy ass Papa Pio. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Padre Pio? Papa Pio? Padre Pio? You know where Shia? Peppa Pig? Oh, you know where he could show up that I would be like, hell yeah. Fast 11. I think he, I don't think they would do that, but I yeah. don't know. They would never do it. No, they would never do it. But if he, I mean, I think he would fit great. That, and that, that transformers energy that he had. I can't believe there's a new trans that we're getting off topic. I can't believe there's a new transformers movie coming out this like in a month. And like, I've seen one trailer for Me it. It's too. like, it's like, do you not like, this seems like it should be a big what's, deal. Like, why are you making another movie? And what's not even weirder about promoting it, is, it is the last transformer movie was awesome. The Haley Steinfeld one. Oh, Bumblebee. Yeah. I love that movie. I hated all four other Transformers movie. And now I'm like, well, there, there were like five or six other ones. Oh, wherever they were. And now I was like, why didn't anyone tell me this new one's coming out? I'll go see this new one. Yeah. It looks good to me. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, go to cageclub.me slash shows or just cageclub.me. There's new episodes almost every day. We got a new Viva Pod Vegas coming. I'll do, I'll edit this one first and I'll edit that one next. So this will be up before that, but go check that out too. Um, I've got three podcasts on an ongoing basis. Mike's got three different, three different podcasts on it. We've got things. lots just, of stuff. Go to cageclub.me. Yeah. Just poke around and there's, you know, find, what's, what's cool about find there, what you want. You can go to the website and just look for us specifically. Like you could search by host. Mm-hmm. I also made on letterbox, letterbox.com slash soul pop. Oh, I right. made a list <laughs> of every movie the network has covered, which is like 1400 movies. I got to go through it again because there's more that i've seen that i haven't knocked off yet so i have to go through it yeah i have to go one by one to see which ones i've reviewed or not and it's not 100 percent accurate because i realized while what was what were we oh when we saw the trailer for evil dead rise i'm like i don't think i put the one off because we talked about evil oh, dead right. and don't breathe on the the one shot cinemakers i don't think those are on there so like i'm it's 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 in, it's in production out, but it's, yeah. it's pretty close so if you're like have they covered that movie you could also just search on the site but also like look on that list on letterbox also just follow me because you know i like those you know i get the adrenaline rush of people get those, following that, that get those numbers up those are rookie numbers yeah rookie numbers jerking off whatever anyway <laughs> oh man i don't want to do that leo brad pitt podcast because I, I don't want to do another podcast about actors and like watch bad movies or whatever but like it would be good to do that. Well, we'll do Wolf of Wall Street for too fast at some point. There's no way that we don't. Dude, the other, it was like a week ago, someone asked for a pen and I was in the room. Sell me that. Uh, you want me to sell you that pen? And I was like, you want write down your name on this piece of paper. No, here's a pen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. And we'll see you next time right here on Cage Club.